Misfits Audio Productions presents Restored Old Time Radio. We claim no rights to it. This is released free for entertainment purposes only to restore interest in the golden days of radio. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for intro music. Remember to visit MisfitsAudio.com. Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal. Invite you to rocket into the future with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Stand by to raise ship. Blast off minus five, four, three, two, one, zero. As roaring rockets blast off to distant planets and far-flung stars. We take you to the age of the conquest of space with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Far above the surface of Object Del Port, a strange planet outside our solar system... A jet boat from the rocket cruiser Polaris knifes through the thin upper atmosphere. While Space Cadet Astro handles the controls, Tom Corbett studies the instrument panel. And as time passes, his expression shows increasing tension and anxiety. Picked up any sign of the supply drone yet, Tom? Not a thing, Astro, and I can't understand it. It was due to pass this point over ten minutes ago. Ah, that's the trouble with those drones. Robot equipment may be all right, but I like my supply rockets with real live crews aboard. There's nothing wrong with drones. They're equipped with the most modern instruments in the universe. Blame it on this weird planet, then. Don't forget, Tom, four expeditions were sent to Object Del Port before us, and not one of them was ever heard from again. That'll be our story, too, if we don't contact the supply drone, and soon. Hey, we really that low on food and water? Afraid so. I doubt if there's enough at the base to last another day. Hey, take a look at this scanner, Astro. The drone? Nope, that star. Uh, Unless it's edible, I'm not... Uh Uh-oh. You mean that big bright fellow over in the second quadrant? Yes. What does it look like to you? Unless I'm space happy, it's a Nova. My idea exactly. An exploding star, and by Jupiter, that spells trouble. Base calling Jet 1. Base calling Jet 1. There's Captain Strong. Answer him, Tom. Right. Jet 1 to base. Corbett here. What's the matter, Corbett? I can't see you on my viewer. Your image is blurred here, too, sir. There's some kind of interference. Corbett, have you made contact with the drone yet? Well, no, sir. I've got the radar set for maximum search radius, but we haven't picked up a thing. We've missed contact, then. Missed contact? Well, that's impossible, sir. The instruments on those drones are foolproof. They're not Nova-proof, though. How do you mean, sir? Haven't you picked up that Nova flare? Spotted it on my scanner just a minute ago. Well, that's what's making the mischief. Tell me, Corbett, have you observed any radiation effects at your altitude? There's an image blur on the receiver that could be from radiation. There's no doubt about it. You and Astro had better get back to base immediately. But, sir, the supply drone... It's lost. And for good, I'm afraid. Well, maybe if we search just a little longer. No use, Corbett. Get that jet back here while you're still in one piece. Polaris on planet Del Port, calling Advanced Base Omega. Come in, please. This is Captain Strong on the Polaris. Emergency. Can you read us, Omega? That static's getting worse by the minute, Captain Strong. You're right, Manning. Even if they did answer, we couldn't hear them through that squalling. Uh, Do you want me to give it a try, sir? No, Corbett, you'd just be wasting your time. The radiation from that Nova explosion has built up a static barrier. 
There's no hope of contacting our advanced base. Well, how long will that static keep up, sir? Anywhere from two to five weeks, Astro. Great galaxy, Captain. We can't wait that long without supplies. We'll starve to death. Roger's right, Easy sir. Easy does it, men. I've developed the habit of eating just like the rest of you. Oh, sorry, Captain. It's all right, Corp. Let's check over the facts. First, we won't get another supply drone for a month. Advanced Base Omega has orders to send supplies on a monthly schedule, and they have no way of knowing that last drone didn't reach us. Well, what happened to it, anyway? I can make a pretty good guess. The Nova explosion blasted a lot of radiation energy out into space, enough to alter the drone's guiding instruments by as much as half a degree. Half a degree? Uh-oh. That means our beefsteaks are flying through space a million miles away from here. <laughs> At least that. Just think, the water, the fruit... The chocolate bars. And the pork chops. Ah, stop it, you guys. I'm hungry enough already. Well, there's only one thing left to do. We'll have to blast off and try to reach our advanced base. It'll be suicide to try, Astro. Even if we had enough supplies to see us through that long trip, we probably couldn't rely on our instruments now. Then we're done for. You said it, Tom. They can check this expedition off the list just like the other four. While on an exploration trip to Object Del Port, a strange planet outside our solar system, the Polaris crew finds itself marooned when a Nova explosion prevents their robot supply ship from reaching them. Due to a radiation barrier, they cannot contact their advanced base millions of miles away in space. Without water and lacking supplies, there is no hope of making the return trip. In desperation, they decide to make a closer survey of the planet from the Polaris. Any luck yet, Corbett? No, sir. I'm getting a lot of interference on the scanner. Can't we move down into the atmosphere more? Right. We'll descend to about 15 miles. Control deck to power deck. Check in. Power deck, aye. Cut to minimum cruising speed, Astro. We're taking her down into heavy atmosphere. Aye, sir. Captain Strong. What is it, Corbett? Look here in the scanner. I can't be sure yet, but it looks almost like great galaxies. That's a lake of beautiful wet... Don't start drooling, Manning. It could be a mirage. The image is starting to clear now, sir. It is a lake, a big one, too. More like an inland sea, really. And look at that region on the far shore. See there between the lake and that mountain range? Trees. By Jupiter. Heavy vegetation of some kind, certainly. Manning. Yes, sir? Alder course to set down on that shore. This may be the spot we've been looking for. you look at that? Real trees with fruit on them. Plenty of water, too. Why, this is paradise. And feel how warm it is. Almost like the tropics back on Earth. Ah, it makes me real homesick. Reminds me of Venus, uh, without the rain. Why, the galaxies, all this place needs is a couple of beautiful girls and grass skirts. Uh, knock it off, men. Here's the testing rig. Let's see whether this lake water is safe to drink. I sure hope so. My throat feels like the inside of a rocket tube. Oh, here, Captain. I'll give you a hand with that rig. Thanks, Tom. Carry it over to the shoreline. Right. Where are you going, Manning? I've got my own test. It's the gulp and swallow method. Don't touch that water until I give the word. I don't care if it's sulfuric acid. I've got... Manning! Yes, sir. All right, Corbett. Set the equipment down here. There you are. Now, I'll pour it in here. Like this. It smells good, Captain. Nothing breakish about it. We'll have to make certain there's no arsenic in it, though. Now, watch the chemical reaction. Nothing's happened yet. Give it a few more seconds. This is agony. What do you think, sir? The results are still negative. I guess it's all right. Let me at it. <laughs> hey, take it easy, Roger. Leave some for the rest of us. Go on, Jethead. There's a whole lake full. 
So I'll try to leave a couple of drops for you. I guess I better take them now. Ah, Jupiter, that's good. Now take it easy now, fellas. Not too much at a time. <sighs> Best water I ever tasted. When I can't drink anymore, I'm going for a swim. Hey, Roger. Where are you going? Just to take a closer look at those trees. Well, don't get out of sight, Manning. I want everybody to stay together until we've had a chance to check our bearings. Okay, sir. I won't go far. Well, that's one problem solved, Captain. We won't die of thirst. Yeah, what about food, though? The survival rations won't last much longer. And I'm as hungry as a bear right now. The fruit on those trees looks mighty tempting. It could be deadly poison, Corbett. We'll have to test it. And that won't be as easy as checking water. I wonder if there's any kind of animal life here. There should be. The conditions seem ideal. I'm looking at something right now that's walking on four legs. Where, Astro? Down the shoreline, there to your left. About half a mile down. I see it. Well, it's some kind of animal, all right. It seems to be about the size of a fox or a small dog. And look, he's drinking from the lake. I've got him within range of my gun, Captain. Shall I let him have it? No, not yet. But, sir, that's meat on the table. We can't be sure, Astro. Well, the fruit isn't poison to that animal. Look. He's gone back to the edge of the wood, and he's eating from that vine. Perhaps we can eat it, too. But before we take a single mouthful, I want to test that fruit thoroughly. Say, where did Roger go? He's, he's out of sight. What? And after I specifically told him not oh, to. I'll call him, sir. Hey, Roger! Steady and Junior, I'm coming! There he is, coming out of that grove. What's he carrying? Blame to find out, sir. Where you been? Sir, he's eating something. That's right, you venusianate. Here, have some. This fruit's delicious. Manning. Get that out of your mouth at once. Well, why, sir? I never tasted anything as good in all my life. Don't argue. Get it out, I said. <coughs> yes, sir. But I made sure it was all right, sir. If you don't mind telling me, how did you do that? Why, I saw an animal eat some of it back there. You know yourself, an animal won't touch anything poisonous. Manning, we don't know what kind of chemical makeup that animal has. For all we know, it could take strychnine for dessert. Well, you don't mean it, Captain. I certainly do. Won't you ever learn? Oh. All right now, Manning. No harm done. I made you get rid of that piece of fruit before you swallowed it. Uh, yeah. You did. That piece. What do you mean? I ate seven of those things before I came out of the grove. Seven? Yes, sir. I was just working on the eighth when you stopped me. My gosh, if that stuff is poison... Come on. Get him back to the ship. But, sir, by the time we get there, it'll be too late for an antidote. We'll do everything we can for you, Manning. Well, Captain, how can we give him an antidote when we don't know the nature of the poison? There's nothing we can do for him, Corbett. Nothing but wait and trust to luck. How long has it been now, Captain Strong? Three hours since he ate the fruit, Corbett. How does he look to you, sir? Well, his color seems all right, Astro. His pulse is slow, but not dangerously so. Breathing seems okay. If he'd only come out of that coma. Huh? What's that? Roger. Somebody in a coma? Wait, Manning, don't try to get up yet. Why not, sir? I feel like stretching my legs a little. But you've been in a coma for three hours, Roger. Oh, me? Why, you Venusian worrywart. Can't a guy even log a little sack time without getting cried over? You mean you were sleeping? Sure. Who wouldn't need a siesta after eating eight pieces of fruit the size of melon? Well, then you feel perfectly all right, Manny? Why, I never felt better in my life, sir. Except uh, for one thing. What's that, Roger? Well, I'm a little hungry. I think I'll gather me some more of that fruit. <laughs> That does it. One more clamp over here on the side, and our space hut's all ready. Can I put the, away the tools now, Tom? Sure, sure. Well, that's ought to be very comfortable. You know, Tom, 
If we'd known we were going to land in a tropical paradise, we could have brought along some of those old-fashioned shelters made out of canvas. Things they used to call tents, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Those pegs and ropes must have been a lot of trouble. Ah, there's no place like a good, tight, prefab magnesium space hut. How about it, Astro? You ready for a little exploration trip? You bet. I wonder if this planet has any inhabitants. Well, I doubt it. We'd have seen some signs of life before now. Oh, not necessarily if it's a primitive society. Hiya, space rats. Where have you been, Roger? Taking a dip in the lake. And what a swim. This place beats the beach at Venusport any day. Hey, where's the skipper? Over at the ship, taking some instrument readings. Ah, I see the hut's up. Is this my gear? That's right. Just sort it out for inspection. Hey, wait a minute. What's the idea of all this stuff? You know the regulations, Roger. Exploration parties keep full spacesuits at hand at all times. But that's silly. In this climate, we need spacesuits like a rocket blast in the head. Don't you ever stop trying to buck rules, Roger. Most rules don't make sense. Now, what's the use of cluttering up our camp with junk? What are you complaining about now, Manny? Oh, why, uh, nothing, Captain Strong. We were just shooting space gas. And... Hey, what's that? Sounded like an explosion somewhere. Quiet, boys. Listen. There it goes again. That sounds like trouble. Big trouble. Hey, Captain, take a look at the shoreline. What a tide this lake must have. Tide? Great galaxy, that's no tide. I'll say it isn't. The water's receded a thousand yards. What's going on, Captain? It's a tidal wave. Listen. Those rumbles. They must have come from earthquakes under the water. Captain Strong, look. It's a huge wall of water. Then it's coming this way. Quick, run for the ship. It's too late, Manning. We'd never make it. Well, what can we do, sir? In another minute, that wave will hit us. It's coming at us like a fleet of rockets. There's no way out of this. When that wall of water hits us, we're dead. Marooned on a strange planet in a distant solar system, the crew of the Polaris finds a tropical paradise on the shore of a huge inland sea. But as they set up camp, they are horrified to find themselves in the path of a gigantic tidal wave whose towering wall of raging water thunders toward them. We're trapped! That water will cut us to pieces! Corbett, the spacesuit! What's that, sir? All of you, quick! Get into your spacesuit! You heard the Captain Astro! Get your spacesuit on! We'll never make it! There isn't time! Hurry it up! Manning, where's your helmet? I've got it! Make sure everything is airtight. There! My helmet's secure. Mine, too. All right, now. Take your auxiliary oxygen supply and release it inside your suits. We'll blow up like balloons, sir. Like life rafts, you mean. Hurry, Roger. Pressure of about two atmospheres will be safe. That's it. The water. It's almost on top of us. We'll all take a real smash when it hits. Just try to relax, and eventually you'll pop to the surface again. Here it comes! Watch out! Somebody. I'm over here, Tom. Can you see me? Wait. Yes, I see you, Astro. I can just make out your helmet bobbing on the surface. Have any of the others come up yet? I can't see them if they have. Hold it. There's someone. Is that you, Roger? Captain Strong here, Thomas. I'm over this way, fellas. Hey, that means we've all come through it. The water's starting to recede, sir. Now watch out for driftwood. The water is full of it. You're telling me. I just ducked the log as big as the balloon. Hey, help! Help! Astro, what's wrong? My suit is from the leak. I'm shipping water. Quick, get out of that suit before you go under. I can't reach the fasteners. I'm going under. Astro, hang on. I'm trying to reach you. Can you make it, Corbett? You're closest to him. I, I think so. Yes. I've got a hold of his helmet now. I, I can't pull him to the surface. Undo the helmet. Get him out of his suit. I, I'm trying, sir. Wait. Wait, I'm getting it now. There. There, I'm pulling out of it. 
up the artificial respiration part. He's beginning to stir. Hear that, sir? He's coming around all right. Astro, can you hear me? He's opening his eyes. I'm okay, Tom. Boy, you had us worried. Are you sure you're all right, Astro? Yes, sir. Looks like I tried the same thing I accused Roger of doing. What's that? (laughs) Drinking all the water in the lake. Oh, don't worry, Astro. There's plenty of it left. If you're squared away now... We'd better get back and see what's left of our ship. The Polaris. I almost forgot about her. I sure hope she's still there. Things look pretty bad, boys. It's going to take a lot of work to put this ship back in shape. Well, we better get started on it, sir. The rocket engines are in fair shape. I just inspected them. The hull's okay, too. Mostly it's electrical equipment that was damaged. If only we had a bigger supply of spare parts. Too bad we never located the wrecks of those four other ships that were sent here. If we could find them, I'll bet we could salvage most of the parts we need. We have no way of knowing if those other ships actually landed on this planet, Manning. The authorities are inclined to believe none of them made it. Well, I'm not so sure of that, sir. What do you mean, Corbett? Let's take a look through this forward scanner. Well, but I... Wait, I, I... I see it. It's smoke, a spiral of smoke far out. Probably a volcano. We've had everything else. That's no volcano. Hand me that view scope, Manning. Here, sir. Thanks. What do you make of it, sir? By the moons of Jupiter. What is it, Captain? That smoke is rising from a chimney. The chimney of a crudely built hut. Wow. And, and, and there's more, more than one of them. There's a colony out there. Well, and we found them. We've located one of the earlier expeditions. That we have. Hooray! Well, no matter what happens now, we can call our own expedition a success. A complete success. Don't miss the next action-packed adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, when the Polaris crew searches for castaways but finds murder lurking in the limestone caves of the planet Del Port in part two of Marooned with Death. Tune in, same time, same station, for the next thrilling interplanetary adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Brought to you by Kellogg's Pep. The Build-Up Wheat Cereal. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, starring Frankie Thomas, can also be seen on television and appears in the comic sections of many of America's leading newspapers. Look for it daily and in weekend editions. Featured in today's cast are Jan Merlin, Al Markham, and Edward Bryce. Today's program was written by Gilbert Braun, directed by Drex Hines. Jackson Beck speaking. <laughs>